Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to The Social Circus, where every week we dive into a variety of topics covering social media, mindset, and how to run your business. I hope that you enjoy today's episode. Hello there, and welcome to episode 60 of The Social Circus. I am your host, Sarah Thompson, and today I am doing a solo episode, and I'm going to be talking all about digital products. Now, digital products is something that I see talked about extensively online. And I have to say, I have built up so many digital products in my business. But it all started several years ago when I created my first digital product. And I wanted to share with you um, what we can be creating in our business and how we can be enjoying that extra income that comes from having digital products available for us. So if you're not sure what digital products are, I guess your mind probably instantly went to like an online course, because that's what most people think of as digital products is those online courses. And um, it always makes me sad when people say that because absolutely that is a type of digital product. But it is kind of like the biggest, baddest boy that you can create in terms of digital products. And it takes a lot of time and energy for you to create those products. So I want you to keep that in mind. But digital products are anything that you can create that can be sold without you having to do extra work each time you sell one. So essentially you create something and you sell it time and time and time again. So it becomes very scalable because once you have created, you can sell it multiple times. And this means that rather than having to deliver like a one-on-one service, like for me, that would be coaching. Every time I sell an hour of coaching, I have to deliver an hour of coaching. Um, Whereas every time I sell an online product, um, I have created it and I get to sell it over and over again. And I think what I really wanted to focus in on today was the different choices that you have when it it comes to creating digital products, because we often think of that big signature course. And I want to give you an analogy that I think is really, really interesting. And it's really around if someone says to you, I'd like to get a little bit fitter, I feel like I'm getting older and I need to do more exercise. And the person that you're speaking to is just a friend and they respond by saying, what you really need to do is start running marathons. And you kind of look at them and you're like, whoa, where are they at? Because I was thinking maybe I could just start with a 20 minute a day walk. And in my mind, that analogy is very similar to digital products. And particularly when it comes to online courses, to me, online courses are the marathon of digital products. It's really the big, hard end of creating. And it's something that you wanted to have worked up to over time and started small and growing, growing into it. And I have to say in my business, um, I launched my first digital product in at the beginning of 2020 and I launched a signature course and it was a huge amount of effort to create that. And I feel like I I almost burnt out from creating it because it was like running another business alongside my everyday business. And then during COVID, I had the great joy of having lots of time in my business because lots of my clients were quiet. And so I turned all of my training into more courses and things like that. But As I was doing that, what I learned was that there are so many choices when it comes to digital products and that really we don't need to be limited by that concept that you need to create a course for your business. So today I want to share with you how I've broken down digital products. And this is just um, how I teach it myself. Um, So please don't kind of feel like this is the definitive knowledge. There are lots of people that teach you how to create digital products that have lots of different thoughts on this. These are my thoughts on how they work. So I want you to kind of keep that in mind because I think that we get very overwhelmed with digital products because we go straight to that marathon, the, the online course. So let me share with you how I break down digital products. I believe they can be kind of neatly broken down into three different types of digital products. 
Those are tech and templates as one, content as another, and learning as a third category. So tech and templates is, as very much the name suggests, where you can offer a shortcut for your students. So this can be things like software and apps, and maybe that feels like it's a long way from you right now. Elements of web, assorted templates, that kind of thing. We then have our content. So this is where we create content. So for example, this podcast is a type of digital product because I have created it and I don't have to do anything every time one of you listens to it is created and I could have one listener or one million listeners and it doesn't create any extra work for me. So it's a great kind of example of a content product. And obviously the last one is that learning where we're trying to get our participants or our students to grow their knowledge on a specific topic. So those are the three broad, broad categories, goodness Sarah, that I like to refer to when I'm talking about digital products. But let's dive into them in a little bit more detail so you can see what actually might tick over for you as like, hmm, that's an idea that possibly I've not thought about in my business and I haven't even considered before because what I'm really hoping from today's episode is that you're sitting there listening to me and possibly taking some notes. And I'm hoping that the creative juices are going to start flowing because I would like you to end today's episode with a bunch of ideas on digital products that you can create in your business, because these are what are going to change the way in which you do business rather than you delivering a service where you have to be present. You have to show up. You can create things and sell them time and time again with a digital product. And for me, look, I'm not saying it's a passive income because it still takes work to sell digital products but it's a lot less work than having to show up and deliver a service every time someone purchases it. So let's start with our tech and templates because these I think we often overlook, but, and we often think, oh, I don't have the kind of business that can kind of facilitate that. So here are some ideas for you. As I mentioned, the first one is around software and apps. And um, I think that for most of us, we would see that as very obviously as a digital product, but probably didn't even think about it because it doesn't apply to us. But um, I want to say this to you. If you do have a big idea, um, you know, the person who created Canva had a big idea. She was, she's actually from Perth and she had a big idea to do something differently. And now she has this amazing successful product. There are lots of apps out there that are making lots of money. So don't, um, don't dismiss this um, because you don't know how to make it work. Please, if you have a big idea, write it down because there's lots of angel investors. There are lots of people that can help you understand how to create things like an app, which might feel like really far outside of your zone of genius, but there is lots of support out there to help you with that. The other type of tech and template are web elements. And these are something that I see being sold more and more frequently. And it makes me really happy to see those being sold more frequently. So for example, if you have a website and I'm going to use WordPress because that's what my website is built in. If I have a WordPress website, every time I build buy elements for that, so that might be a theme, um, a plugin, all of those kind of things. Someone created those at some point. Now, I don't want you to kind of go, oh, that's all right if you're a web designer. Sure. But if you are a web designer and you've created something beautiful, a beautiful theme or a template, please consider selling that because people buy these all the time and they particularly buy ones to do with specific templates. So I'm going to roll in and talk about templates next because templates are so incredibly useful. I see people selling. So talking about WordPress and front end editors. People sell like a sales page template that fits that I can plug into my WordPress website, literally plug and play it. So I input my data and I have this beautiful sales page template. Really, really clever. And again, you don't need to be super techie to do that. You just need to have a really good design eye. You can create templates for all sorts of products like Microsoft, Canva, anything that you can think of, you can create templates and sell them. 
and know that um, people do buy a lot of templates. I buy templates in Canva and I use Canva all the time and could probably sell my own templates. But the reason I don't is because I don't have capacity to create them. So I'm happy to buy other people's templates. So keep that in mind that templates are incredibly useful and people are always looking out for these. The other thing that I think we underestimate is the use of calculators. And you don't have to have an app or it doesn't have to be like something that can be plugged into a website to be something that you can sell. Um, I sell in a couple of my courses Excel spreadsheets, which well, I don't sell them. They're part of my courses. And the reason that these are so popular is because they're really easy to give to students to help them understand things. So I really love, particularly when I'm teaching things like meta ads, um, I really love people to understand how their ads performing. And so a lot of this, the spreadsheets that I supply have got formulas built into them. They've got parts of them that are already pre-filled and they just have to plug their numbers in. They get the answer out. I even tend to put in like best practice benchmarks as well. Now that is incredibly useful and without doubt, I could sell that as a standalone product if I chose to. So think about that. The other thing, and again, this is definitely if you're a creative person is photography. So if you love taking photos, you can sell those as downloadable images that people can use as stock images. And um, you can sell them off your own website or you can sell them off other websites. And these are certainly something that can make you a lot of money and make you money on a recurring basis. I actually belong to a couple of stock um, image websites and I have a membership to it. So I pay every month and I'm allowed to download so many photos each month. My advice, if you're thinking about that, is try and keep them on a theme so that people who are downloading can get everything on the same theme. That's incredibly helpful. Now, if you're into music and you're a musician, you're able to create music. Um, people will purchase stock music. So um, particularly in things like a podcast, you need that little snippet of tunes at the intro and outro. And you can purchase those off websites that sell like intro and outro music. People need music for all sorts of things in their life. It does not need to be a full song. It can just be um, like a couple of chords, something like that. So if you like music and you feel like that's something you could definitely do in your business, Please think about that because, again, it's an easy way. It's easy for you to create, but um, don't underestimate from someone like myself how much value that delivers for me in my business. Now, the other thing you can create is what we call design components. And this is still under tech and templates. So if you're a designer, for example, you can create some generic wallpapers. You can create icons. You can create standard logos, all that kind of imagery and all of those can be available for sale for people to download. And this, again, can be really, really helpful. And we don't imagine that this is something we can create on a bigger scale because we often think that it should be like in my logo. I've got um, wallpaper specific with my butterflies, which is beautiful and perfect. But I definitely use, particularly when I'm in Canva, other backgrounds. And if I had some more generic ones, I would absolutely use them on a regular basis. The other thing that people love in terms of tech and templates is planners and journals. <laughs> And um, again, you can create the templates for these um, that people could then use and turn them into their own planners and journals, or you can create a planner and a journal and you can sell it ready to go. And these can be on all sorts of topics. So I could have a social media planner. I could have an annual goal setting planner. There are so many things that you create. If you go onto Amazon and write planner or journal into the search, you will be shocked at how many people are selling these as a product. Now, the other thing that I have definitely bought lots of are swipe files and swipe files are not too dissimilar to a template, but often they are things that are often presented in a, like a word document and they allow us to use these as a shortcut. So, for example, I bought swipe files for email sales funnels, email nurture sequence, that kind of thing. 
and then I get a document, it's got it all there and I just have to tweak it a little bit to make my copy sound like me. So swipe files, again, if you're a copywriter or you're in that space where you understand processes, they can be a really good thing. Now, again, back to our designers. And, and again, if, even if you're kind of clever, you can definitely create printables. So if you type the word printable into Etsy or Pinterest, again, you're going to be so surprised at how many things come up. And there are so many choices and ideas for these. And again, you can sell these directly on your website or you can sell them through those third party websites as well. Now, the other thing which is kind of along those design components is what we call patterns. So you can create unique patterns and you can create unique processes. And these are really, really helpful for your audience. So don't underestimate. So this can be something as logical, as obvious as a sewing pattern, a knitting pattern, those kind of creative spaces, but templates where people can kind of go, oh, this works really, really well. So you can create something that people can use time and time again. And this particularly fits into that craft world. If you're thinking about that's your space. Now, the other thing that is definitely your tech and templates is your recipes. Do not underestimate how much people will pay for these. There is still a constant demand for cookbooks and recipes, and you can create them and, and bundle these as digital products for your business. So really, really helpful. All right. So that covers tech and templates. There's lots, isn't there? So let's talk about the next kind of um, digital product, which is our content. And it's not a very sexy title. I should have put that into chat GPT to come up with something better. But let's talk about content. So this involves a few different ideas that you may or may not heard of. The first one is obviously digital books, which is simply a digital version of your typical book. So we get a hardcover book or a hard copy of a book. We can have a digital version of it, which you can buy off websites like Amazon or on your own website. And then we have, um, you know, availability to sell it wherever you want. So your website, someone else's. The big barrier for this is obviously you have to write it first. <laughs> um, as I mentioned, podcasts are definitely a type of content and podcasts don't have to be free like my podcast is free. You can put it behind paywalls like Patreon. Um, it allows you to kind of really up the ante. And podcasts can also be have paid advertisements in them as well. So if you have a big podcast, you can definitely approach people to be a sponsor of it and have paid advertisements in it too. On that same kind of idea with content, we obviously have videos and we have audio um, content. Both of these can be monetized. So if you have a YouTube channel, you can put videos up there and you can monetize it through their advertising. Similar with audio, you can even do things like meditations and have those available for people to purchase. So lots of things available in there. Now, the last type of content that I want you to consider is research and data. And this is really where if you have the skills and this sits in my space because I love market research. Um, you can provide skills like you can do a whole bunch of primary research, which means you actually conduct the research and then do it, give like sell the results to people. That would be incredibly time consuming. However, you can use existing data and you can put it into formats that is helpful for people. And I would definitely pay for this. So in Australia, we have a census every four years. And when that comes out, I have to say, I do, I'm such a I'm numbers nerd. I do jump in and have a little look at it. But if someone was to create a report of that data and said, um, here are 100 pieces of data that you can use as a small business owner to understand other small businesses, that would be an incredibly helpful report. So some do come out by different market research agencies around the census. But if you had the skills to kind of extrapolate some kind of top level pieces of information, that would be incredibly helpful for people to use. So our final type of digital product is one that is revolved around learning. And this is where we're trying to remember, help our audience or our students grow their knowledge. 
So these all are kind of a variation on a theme, but the, the easiest place to start is with something small like an ebook. So an ebook is just like a little short version of a digital product and it allows us to tell someone about a, a topic that we might be an expert in without diving into too much detail. We then have, and I, I will say I've used these as my definitions because they make sense to me, but people always ask me, what is the difference between a tutorial, a masterclass and a webinar? And I'm like, huh, great question. For me, I have a very clear idea of what they are and I know other people use them interchangeably. So if you see them, don't take it as gospel from what I'm saying. I consider tutorials to be walkthrough videos. So for example, if I'm in Meta Ads Manager and I'm setting up an ad and I show you how to set up an ad in there, I consider that to be a tutorial. That's a really hands-on style of learning. A masterclass is really where I am delivering some content to you and you're actually doing some execution. So I do a goal setting masterclass and in that I will deliver the concept, but I also make you do the work as well. So you'll be doing your own goal setting while I'm delivering that class. And then the webinar is kind of the other end of the scale to tutorials where you show up, I deliver the class. You might do a tiny bit of hands-on learning, but mostly you're just listening to me talk and you're learning a concept. So that's how I use those three tutorial masterclass and webinar. I think it's logical and obvious. Um, if you see something written, don't take my definition as how someone else is using it. I think that makes logical sense to use it like that. The other type of um, learning type of digital product is where we have challenges and boot camps. Now, these are incredibly useful. We often use them when we're launching a bigger digital product, but they can be used in and of themselves um, for you to simply bring in some extra revenue. So you can run a boot camp, you can have 50 participants and charge them a low fee for them to do that. Really, really helpful. And then our final kind of the big hit of digital of learning digital products is obviously our courses. And these are where people come buy our product and they get lots of content and learning to help them understand a very specific product. So lots going on there um, when it comes to that kind of thing. Now with digital products and courses in particular, and a lot of them fit into this, there are really mixed ways in which you can deliver things. And again, I always say to people, try and consider what's easiest for you and what involves the least amount of tech. So we know that you can have something recorded and it can be every time someone buys it, they get access to it. And that's what's called an evergreen model. So if you were to buy um, one of my courses, as soon as you purchase it, you get given access. If you can listen to all the modules and watch them and do all of the learning in your own time. There is no need for you to wait for me to do anything. So that evergreen model is often the most commonly used in um, digital products, but there are other choices as well. You can do live delivery. And I tend to do live delivery of things like webinars and masterclasses because then people get a little bit of access to me to see how that's going. So this means I might do it in real time. I might do it live and you have to show up at that date and time to get access to the live session with me. Now, what we do know about live sessions is whilst, um, whilst they're not as easy because we have to actually deliver them, we know that people often get more value from them and they get to experience us as the host or the trainer. And if we are kind of using those live delivery to sell someone up to say like a mastermind or a membership, what they need to see is a bit of who you and who you are and how you deliver things. So when you're doing live, it's really an interview for people to see how you perform. Okay, so keep that in mind. And then obviously we have the hybrid methodology, which mixes live and evergreen. And you can use these in your business however you like to. I often with my bigger courses like List Builders Lounge, I run that live twice a year. 
And what that involves is the classes are all pre-recorded and get dropped on a Monday. So I don't do live delivery of the content. But what I add in is those live um, coaching sessions and Q&A sessions. So I've mixed up the content gets delivered as normal, but I'm showing up to help support students in their journey. So lots of choices when it comes to how you want to deliver it. But here's what I want to wrap up and say. There are lots of choices for digital products. I think all of them um, can be examined in your business to decide if they are a fit for you. But what I'm hoping is that you feel really inspired by what I've talked about today because most of us get really scared and we go straight to that signature course marathon and we actually just need to step out and start our journey. So I hope that you have had lots of ideas float through you today and that you're really excited about what you can create for your business. I will say that with digital products, one of the other things that I think we're often sold is that it is very much a passive income. And I do just want to say that whilst it doesn't matter whether I sell one version or a hundred versions of some of my courses, um, I don't do any extra work. I do have to do marketing at the front end to get those sales come through. So I'm not a fan of that word passive income because you're not passive. You have to do marketing and you have to be doing things like growing your list, engaging your audience for you to be able to sell to them. So if you're already doing that in your business, um, that's going to make adding this into the mix really, really easy. And my business is very much a hybrid model where I have lots of digital products. I also do live delivery of some of my courses. I have like a, a membership where I show up once a month. So I have lots of it. And what I would say is, and the accountants listening to this will love this, is we should always have multiple sources of revenue in our business. So if we're going to add digital products in, please don't think of it as I'm adding this and taking something away. It will take time for you to build those up in your business. But the good news is in within a couple of years, you can completely transform how it is that you work and how you earn money. And I think digital products makes all of that possible. So I hope you've enjoyed listening to my podcast episode on digital products. I look forward to hearing how you're all getting on. And remember, check the show notes because we will list out lots of information for you in there. So until next week, stay safe and thank you for tuning in to The Social Circus. Thanks so much for tuning in to The Social Circus. As your host, Sarah Thompson, I am thrilled that you've chosen to spend your time hanging out with me. I would be so grateful if you could spare an extra moment to go and leave me a review on your favorite podcasting platform. And if you even felt more excited, you could share my podcast with your friends who you think would get great value from it. Thanks so much again for tuning in.